Litcast Slovakia, the podcast about Slovak literature in English. Welcome to Litcast Slovakia. My name is Julia Sherwood and my guest in today's penultimate episode of this podcast is Martin Janeček. Martin Janeček is Deputy Director of Karolinum Press in Prague, the publishing arm of Charles University, which publishes a range of books from natural sciences to humanities, including translations of scholarly works on literature, history of culture, linguistics and philosophy. Martin Janeček has been with the press since 1999 and is responsible for its foreign language titles and the commissioning editor of its acclaimed Modern Czech Classics series, which uh, started in 2003. Hello, Martin. Can you hear me and are you well? Hello, Julia. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming and for finding time to come on the podcast. I know that you have been very busy in spite of the pandemic. Uh, it seems that Carolinum Press hasn't been affected too badly, is that right? Yes, thank you. We have been affected pretty much as every publisher, but because uh, we operate the whole publishing chain, including uh, a very well-functioning e-shop, uh, which operates internationally, we seem to have uh, managed so far quite well. Uh, of course, we had to adapt many times. We keep adapting like uh, everyone is. And uh, it was also an important point in time to realize that uh, we do uh, need to make some substantial changes, uh, namely uh, to speed up our digitalization process. Uh, we publish basically everything we do as e-books, parallel e-books, print and e-books. Um, it seems like ages now, but uh, a different era really, but uh, the autumn of 2019 was uh, I think the busiest uh, autumn for us in terms of author readings, book presentations and various uh, scholarly panels. Uh, all that uh, ended uh, in spring 2020 as it did for anyone. So we are very much looking forward to uh, coming back to this uh, busy community uh, and and uh, scholarly communications. Hopefully uh, we'll be uh, talking in person in uh, the next London, at the next London Book Fair, perhaps even at the Frankfurt Book Fair in the, this October. Uh, oh, that would be nice. Yes, that would be a huge change again. Another uh, important aspect of what we do is is uh, the pandemic has changed all the traditional timing for publishing. We uh, distribute with University of Chicago Press our English books, and uh, that is fairly rigorous process in terms of what needs to be done when, and it's all planned, and and you re- we really have to work hard for nine months before the publication to time it right, to really use that uh, that uh, window of attention attention on the American market. And that, that has changed entirely because uh, just to ship the books over the ocean uh, now is so unpredictable that we have to really uh, sort of dance around the lines and, uh, and uh, be far more flexible. 
I hope uh, it won't actually affect uh, your modern Czech classics series too much, uh, which is what uh, I'd like to talk to you about next. So can you tell us how that series came about and uh, how many titles have appeared uh, since it started? Well, the, one of the advantages of the series is that we only publish uh, authors who are no longer alive. It's one of the definitions of classics. So if we have delays uh, caused by the pandemics, the authors won't get angry with us. It seems that uh, especially this series has, has been doing quite well during pandemics because many students and like everyone uh, had to had to study more from home. Like we all had more time to read, so uh, the classics lists were doing quite well. The series, as you, you already mentioned, started in two thousand and three with uh, rather. Uh, popular title, Saturnin by uh, Zdeněk Jirotka, which traditionally doesn't, uh, is not included in the Czech uh, literary canon, but uh, is and has been on, on the top of the favorite lists of Czech readers for uh, quite a few decades now. So our uh, founder and uh, director, uh, Jaroslav Jirsa, who came to uh, Help university publishing in the, mid, in the middle of the 90s, uh, had good contacts from Czechoslovenski and then later Czeski Spisovatel, and, and uh, had the idea of translating Saturnin into English, which was basically an experiment at the time. And we have now sold more than 10,000 copies, and this uh, book really is uh, one of the uh, pillars of the whole series because. We uh, translated Saturnin into 11 other languages apart from English, including Slovak, by the way, Lubomir Feldek translated it beautifully. And uh, Saturnin keeps uh, helping funding the series, so we are very glad that the series is uh, largely independent and we can publish uh, both uh, commercial successful titles as well as more perhaps artistically challenging uh, literary texts. Uh, so how many titles have you had so far? Well, I did count it. Uh, it's 20 titles so far, uh, including one uh, poetry title, which we are really uh, proud to be able to include poetry in the fiction, in our fiction list. Uh, we also opened about two years ago a scholarly section, uh, like secondary texts about literature. We have a text on uh, Bohumil Hrabal or on uh, Czechoslovak uh, underground lit literature. Uh, and we also uh, published some, some books in, in German, French, Italian, but that's rather uh, a different story. Uh, at this point, we have 13. Uh, titles in translation or in some uh, at some stage of the publishing process which we are really proud of that's the largest number we've ever had and uh, what we are particularly proud of is that three of these uh, coming uh, books are uh, have been written by a female author or not the so-called female authors which uh, as uh, i know you've been promoting for quite some time uh, so what other titles have been most successful and uh, do you have any personal favorites? 
It's difficult to say uh, what is success here because we are trying to create a collection of, of, of uh, texts which uh, are meant to help uh, international uh, Slavistics uh, departments. So we really uh, want the uh, teachers or, or academics abroad to have uh, the option to uh, to tailor their teaching programs uh, according to their students and to, to the topics of the time that they want to choose. So uh, we are trying to, for this series to be as diverse as possible and uh, it's a series which, which um, is really a service. We don't have a panel selecting best of Czech literature or it's not a traditional Czech literary canon series. It's rather a series where we talk to publisher uh, to translators uh, and uh, academics in various uh, uh, foreign uh, universities or universities here in Prague because Czech literature is being taught in English in Prague at, uh, in several programs. So, uh, but if I have, I'd like to make perhaps. Uh, Next to Saturnin, uh, mention uh, Vladislav Antura, uh, Summer of Caprice, that was Marmelata, was uh, one of the first titles. And uh, this title is traditionally uh, seen by many Czechs as untranslatable. And, uh, there's this notion that only uh, you know, people born and, born and bred in Prague can understand fully the beauty of Antura's language. And uh, we to keep on board as one of the uh, myths we, we would like to change because uh, I don't believe there is uh, such a thing as non-translatable literature. In fact, I think it's rather uh, odd uh, notion to believe that only some selected people can understand something. So next to lunch, uh, next to <coughs> uh, Saturnin, there is also Ventura as uh, an important uh, pillar to series and it also coincides with the uh, founding translators so to speak because we have Mark Corner who is uh, so beautifully translated both uh, Yerotka and Vanchura and then the next one in line was David Short's translation of uh, Hrabal of uh, Pirates on the postage stamp. But my, if I should perhaps uh, uh, mention a few other titles then we were very proud uh, by Vladislav uh, uh, Fuchs's cremator, uh, who at one point, thanks to Rajendra Chitnis's program in Bristol for uh, like open university type of program, uh, at one point the cremator was read by 11,000 students uh, online globally. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Which, which we thought is, is quite uh, interesting. Then, when you actually go out of the, the traditional uh, Czech literary studies and and uh, rather concentrate on on uh, like uh, you know broader social context uh, as Rajendra did. Uh, and my personal favorite, perhaps, if I can, uh, we've worked really hard on on uh, Ludwig Vaculík's uh, Czechy Snář, uh, the Czech dream book, uh, and. It had really a great lineup of reviews and support, and but it was released in uh, January, uh, February, twenty 
2020, so uh, all the great work kind of couldn't be, be used. And I really believe this is one of the uh, titles which can uh, open uh, a really good discussion on, on modern Czech history, or Slovak for that part, uh, history, and on really many subjects. Uh, we were we were lucky to uh, just at the last before the pandemic in, in February there was a nice event uh, organized by Czech Central London and there was a nice panel on on, on Vatsulik and I believe that you may have been uh, present there as well. I was and I think it may have been one of the last uh, literary events I attended before the pandemic. And uh, actually, some sad news. Uh, this event was held at the Free Word Center, which uh, has um, no longer exists. It closed about a month ago. Oh, very, that is very a sad. sad. News. Yes, it was a great, great venue. Now, uh, some of the authors uh, you published, like uh, Hasek uh, or Fuchs, uh, uh, their books uh, were also published uh, in the 1950s and 1960s by Artia, which was a foreign language uh, publishing house uh, that focused on popular scientific literature, uh, art books, books for children and uh, young adults, but also they commissioned translations of works by many classic and contemporary Czech and some Slovak authors. And uh, they marketed them internationally, but the books didn't really sell well. And uh, the, uh, the Artia publishing house no longer exists. Do you happen to know what happened to their backlist and who holds the rights to these translations? This is some, a question that someone's been asking me. And also, do you see yourselves in some way as a continuation of this project? And how did you manage to succeed where Artia failed? Well, th thank you. But uh, it's, it was a rather different project here old Artia, I think. Uh, it's been not just a publisher, but also uh, it was basically run by the Ministry of, of commerce and uh, foreign commerce. Uh, it was one of the podniki zahraničního obchodu, if you remember. Mm -hmm. So their task was to uh, export and uh, partly import, but mainly export uh, sort of Czech culture or uh, art uh, artifacts. So they, they were exporting things like post stamps or, or Czech garments. And, Literature was, I think, uh, just part of it, and, and uh, in the 50s and 60s, I think it was r rather more of a display window rather than real uh, uh, publishing business, and that's why they may have closed down. On the other hand, uh, they did uh, uh, have extensive contacts with uh, with uh, international or English uh, English publishers and. Later, uh, they they really concentrated on on a totally commercial basis on uh, highly quality high quality uh, books for children or art art books, and they did a lot of co-editions with uh, international publishers like Bertelsmann. And so uh, the level of uh, like industry knowledge and trade was quite high there. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of uh, the backlist. 
and the Czech publishers don't uh, don't hold the the author rights typically. It's they stay with the authors, uh, which in the, this case um, mainly means with the translators. Uh, most of the authors are already public domain, but the mm -hmm. translations would be protected, and I, my guess would be that uh, they are represented by Delia, as you know. And uh, of course, there will be uh, quite a few uh, projects which we would like to revisit and uh, consider for republication. Uh, we just uh, didn't want to start uh, doing that uh, before, when we still have quite a few, uh, quite a long waiting list of, of living translators and living projects. And, but uh, of a lot of what Artia did would make sense to have a look at again and uh, re republish, perhaps. So it is a normal standard practice of, of uh, internal university presses to do that, if we know that uh, text is being used in teaching. Uh, the technology today is such that, that uh, we can and should make texts uh, available in the long term. And, and uh, the Czech and Slovak publishing has uh, suffered greatly by all the you know, historic events of the 20th century. The traditional, most of the, or all of the traditional publishers has, have dis disappeared and many good uh, publishing projects disappeared with them. So I think it's part of the cultural mission for our generation to uh, revisit uh, and look after this, this heritage because there are many uh, outstanding translators like Emmanuel Frenta was, was working for uh, Artia as well and uh, his book on Shveiko, another one on Kafka, which uh, I think should be, uh, should be promoted again, it's still valid. So, and I, yeah, our strategy, but as I mentioned before, we try to mainly uh, be a service to, to translators and academics. We, uh, so, uh, as a university press, that's, that's what uh, you, it's kind of in, a, in your founding charter. And uh, we do support the series by occasional grant programs. And we are trying to, uh, we have a really great distribution and are trying to work uh, closely with uh, university departments and uh, Czech centers to make, to not just publish or not just print a book or not just uh, sell it, but really make it part, part of the academic and perhaps uh, also broader uh, debate. I think you're doing a great job in that, uh, and uh, also the fact that you make sure that the, the translations are all of superb quality and they're very carefully edited, and uh, each book that you publish includes a scholarly introduction or afterward. So uh, you mentioned universities and students, so is that your main target audience, students and scholars of Czech literature, or are you also interested in, in a, a attracting wider readership? I think both, but uh, it has been uh, quite surprising for us that even though we publish with Chicago and we distribute to every continent, uh, roughly about half of the books always sell here in Prague. And uh, uh -huh. Prague has become, you know, after we've lost uh, almost every minority we've ever lived with, uh, Prague has become a cosmopolitan uh, city again 
and not only a lot of people of non-Czech origin live here, but also um, also there are many bilingual or bicultural families here. And another factor is that English has become the new lingua franca for the whole region. So uh, that's why we think. Uh, a lot of the English books uh, actually sell quite well here in Prague and uh, we see it as part of our mission to, to uh, you know, uh, give this region uh, another voice uh, which is internationally accessible, like uh, Central European University, uh, rest in peace, uh, in Budapest, uh, was publishing with a quite similar, uh, similar approach to uh, bring regional uh, regional artworks or regional scholarship to the international audience. So that's exactly what we are trying to do here. And I'm very happy that we can uh, communicate in English with our Polish uh, readers and uh, hopefully also with uh, like Ch Ch Czech or Slovakia is a bit different because there still exists uh, a, a Czechoslovak market, not just Czech and Slovak, but I think rather I, we know that a lot of our books are uh, actually sold by Slovak bookshops, and many there are very many Slovak students here in Prague who mm -hmm. commute or live in both countries. So for them, uh, it's not only Czech and Slovak, but also English is, is a, a, a good connecting language. Interesting. So you mentioned uh, Slovaks who live uh, in Prague, so that takes us very nicely to my next question, which is the great news that uh, you are planning a new series, uh, Modern Slovak Classics, uh, in English translation. And so as someone who was born in uh, and grew, grew up in Czechoslovakia, uh, and really a, a Czechoslovak in spirit, I'm very, very happy about this. And so has uh, this decision been driven by some kind of a Czechoslovak nostalgia or is it the belief in some deeper and enduring Czechoslovak links? Well, uh, first of all, like, this has been long overdue. It, it has been on our minds for quite some time, but uh, as it happens in real life, uh, there's always more work than one wishes. And, so we are very happy to actually now be already working on, on uh, real translations and real texts and uh, with real people, not just thinking about it. Uh, I would perhaps uh, define the topic from a different angle. It, um, if you uh, teach uh, on, in a Slavic department anywhere in the world, you would uh, teach the region, and not only as a uh, like in terms of area studies, but uh, like uh, you know, uh, Rajendra uh, or other uh, academics we talk to, they, they have to know uh, quite extent in detail both of the literatures and uh, they were actually for uh, a formative time a part of one literature, if we can say so. So from the point of view, from the international point of view, it it's, uh, has total it is totally uh, 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 like a, it's, it's so natural that it's uh, actually 
surprising that we uh, haven't started and conceived the series this way. We are very happy that we are including now one translation from German to, to English because uh, it's Lebusha Monikova because uh, German is as much part of this region as, as this Czech or Slovak and, and uh, if you think about uh, Slavic departments or, or the traveling students from America or from anywhere who spent a semester in, in Florence and next a uh, few weeks in Budapest and then part in Prague. It makes sense to uh, uh, to uh, publish for the region, so to speak. So, uh, can we now uh, focus on the uh, planned new Slovak series and can you tell us what uh, kind of books you'll publish, uh, both in terms of period and genre, and also share some information about uh, specific titles that are being planned. Well, I, I think you are being a bit uh, too modest here, Julia, because uh, you have actually worked on this uh, plan with us, uh, and most of uh, the suggestions and knowledge and enthusiasm comes from you, so we are very uh, glad that you are uh, helping uh, us and uh, Slovak literature in this way, and uh, I particularly was very happy and, and uh, I feel quite enriched by reading authors I didn't know before you suggested uh, them to me. And so uh, we'd like to <coughs> keep the series active, which uh, means publishing a book or two uh, uh, every year and mm -hmm. we hope to be able to do it uh, continually. So we don't want to, you know, as uh, some publishers or projects work, they uh, acquire a team and uh, a grant perhaps and publish 10 titles just as, as an experiment and if it sells then they continue. But, but we really want to do it in a, for a long run and uh, in a sustainable way. So and we will build up uh, an, a community or an e ecosystem of people who know that uh, when they start translating and working on, on a project then it will be seen through and it will be available in 10-20 years uh, because all of these uh, classics, uh, you know, when you read them, you, you, we always uh, are looking for a contemporary uh, interpretation of, of uh, it's always uh, contemporary even though the texts were written in the past but there are just so many beautiful uh, texts in Slovak which uh, uh, we hope to be uh, you know, working on for quite some time. We, uh, you are now translating uh, Jan Johannides so uh, that might be yes. better if, if you could uh, say something about that. So if I could... Say something about the text or the author? Oh, well, it's uh, Jan Johannides' uh, Tristehoci Zločin, the, the crime that punishes. Uh, it's uh, a, a novella uh, which basically talks about uh, crimes committed under communism, but about uh, those who are guilty for committing them, uh, but about uh, victims being uh, guilty at the same time, and also how uh, this uh, 
cycle of uh, crime continues uh, because the book is set uh, in in years after the end of communism. So very unusual uh, text, quite quite difficult to translate, but uh, I hope it's going to work out well. Well, we know this text has been uh, used with, uh, like in readings, in close readings with students, and I quite understand why it's really a very dense text, uh, bringing bringing uh, uh, you know opening quite uh, important contemporary questions. So I'm really looking forward to reading your translation. It's quite soon. <laughs> <laughs> And so, what's what's next? Well, uh, we have been really taken, uh, like really, Jan Rosner Sedem dní do pohreba made the best impression on, on me and my colleagues here because it's just opened a, a whole new uh, world and and uh, comparison to the Czech descent as we read in in Český snář. So Sedem dní do pohreba is a nice uh, counterpart to, to uh, Vaculík and, and it just comprises so much of, of modern Slovak history or experience. So that's one of our favorites on, on the list too. And only recently uh, we have uh, been discussing in more detail Geza Vámošiš's Atome Boha. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to another discussion with, with you on, on that topic. And there are a few other uh, books we are thinking about uh, together with, with you, of course. Okay, so it's probably too early to announce uh, more specific titles at this stage. It's a pragmatic process before you know the rights are available and quite a few other steps. So we don't want to disappoint us or anyone. Yes, well, but this or we already have some something to look forward to. Uh, for me, some work to look forward to. <laughs> I think we've probably come to the end of our time. So thank you so much for this uh, conversation, and uh, I wish you a nice summer. And I hope that everything will reopen very soon. Well, I'm very much thank you for the invitation again, and I'm very much looking forward to. <coughs> Reenacting this conversation in more detail in, in person at some of uh, the coming book fairs or book presentations in London, yes, Prague, or be wonderful. Pakistan. Wonderful. Okay, so let's uh, look forward to it together. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. -bye.